Welcome to Next Up, a Mid-Century Homes production, where we highlight the people, the places, and the work of folks that are making an impact in the world of mid-century design and architecture. And when we're not conducting interviews for this podcast, we're making mid-century dreams come true in Boise, Idaho. You can find out more about the work that we do online at mid-centuryhomes.com, or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Boise Mid-Century Homes. This is Vance with Mid-Century Homes. Thanks for tuning in. On today's podcast, we have Sean Zedwick. You may know him as the owner of Boise Vintage, a local furniture store specializing in all things mid-century. We bounce around from early life to family to favorite chairs and some of the craziest finds over the years. So whether you're looking for a George Nelson clock, an Eames chair, or some mid-century art, pop down there and check it out. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And before we jump in, here's a word from our sponsor. Well, let's jump right in here. Hey, Sean, tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from. Um, I'm originally from Portland, Oregon. Uh, I grew up there. I moved away when I was 21. Um, It wasn't a very good environment for me. Uh, I had an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had an opportunity to go to Hawaii and I ended up there for one year. Yeah, and um, I loved it. I thought I would move back, um, and uh, my parents actually had moved from Portland to Boise while I was in Hawaii, and uh, during that time, they basically just were like, hey, come come check it out. You'll like it here, and I was, you know, I was young, and just, okay, yeah. I'll, come, I'll come try it, you know, but I thought I'd, you know, just move back to Hawaii. But uh, that didn't happen. I stayed. But just never made it back. Kind yeah. of followed followed the family here and didn't move again. Yeah, almost twenty years later, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, so, well, what kept you here? I mean, it's been twenty years. Um, you thought you would move back, but you didn't. So, why why did you uh, happen to stay in Boise? Um, you know, partly my career that I didn't end up doing as soon as I moved here. Um, I got into plumbing and I thought, you know, I wanted to get through school. And then during that time I was doing some flipping some houses and, um, I just, I just ended up loving the atmosphere here, the laid back, um, easygoing. I knew I didn't want to go back to Portland. I love to visit and I love Portland, but like I, you know, and just the trying to, you know, getting older, trying to move to Hawaii seemed harder yeah. <laughs> with trying to like have yeah. a career and everything. And um, then I met my wife, and um, we had we had some kids, and and now I definitely don't want to move anywhere. <laughs> so I, I, I love <laughs> yeah. Boise for sure. Oh yeah, Boise's awesome. I get it. Like life, kind of life changes, and you meander as you have to. Yes, exactly. So, um, so you're the owner of Boise Vintage, an awesome mid-century furniture store in Boise. Um, what what's that journey been like for you? Um, you know, it is anybody that's in retail, not just mid-century. You know, um, it's so up and down. And you know, I think with a store like ours, it's not like we just get in a catalog and order stuff yeah. from China. And it's all ready. Um, 
it's actually a lot of work <laughs> trying to find furniture <laughs> and decor and you know moving fixing stuff up you know we repair a lot and I don't do the upholstery but I'm glad we have an upholster in shop um, so it's just it's always non-stop moving for anybody that's ever done furniture you know it seems fun and you know I get a lot of people like this is the best job and it is like I love it and it's totally worth it to me but you know, sometimes it's okay. There's this stuff in Seattle. It's time to go on a road trip. We got to line up a U-Haul and, you know, figure it out. You know, yeah. I can't take my van or whatever. Um, you know, so sometimes it's crazy nights of driving till two in the morning and getting a hotel oh, yeah. sleeping for five hours. And, you know, um, and then, yeah, and then load up and back on the road. Yes, exactly. And what's funny about all that is like, that's not even the hard part. Like, like it feels like it, and it is. But once you get back from a road trip with furniture, and especially for somebody like me who you know our market isn't as big as, um, you know, bigger cities. So for me to find yeah. good deals, I can't. I'm not. You know, we don't have crazy high prices on most most stuff, and some things might seem high to people, but we're definitely way under market. And so for me, I have to find those project pieces. And so I will show back from these trips and almost all of it, <laughs> I have to refinish all of it and get it in the shop. And, yeah, it's all a project. Yeah. So, um, but you know, it's, it's fun. And that's not all the time doing that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, you have to be willing to do it to keep inventory and you have to kind of be willing to go where it's at and, and uh, try to keep your shop nice. I don't do a great job most of the time because we're just always reading. <laughs> hey, your stuff is awesome and it, it goes quick too. So, I mean, you got to be doing something right. Yeah, we that's kind of what we try to do. We try to keep them moving to keep people interested for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, with that new upholster on, on hand, I'm sure that makes your job a, a, at least a little bit easier, I'd imagine. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I have to be kind of careful. Obviously, he gives me a good deal because, you know, we get him a lot of work, but uh, oh, yeah. he stays pretty busy anyway. So I can't be like, here's five sofas. You know what I mean? Like, it's more like, <laughs> yeah. hey, do you think you could, you know, fit this in here, you know, in the next like, yeah. or so? So it didn't used to be that way when we first, you know, moved in together um he he wasn't nearly as busy as he is now but he's you know his business he treats me pretty good so um i'm like we have a, a like a couch that should be done um by the end of the week and so that was kind of nice and he and like if it's yeah. like cushions you know for like danish lounge chairs or something he'll he'll always kind of fit those in so like stuff oh, like yeah. that it's easy um yeah and then you know the woodwork i also have a guy that comes in helps me when it's a beyond what I, my yeah. my basic uh you know just basic refinishing when it comes to like serious repair i've got a guy that comes in and helps oh yeah me. Nice. it's uh it's all a process that's for sure um yes. how, how long have you guys been at the new spot for um so we moved let's see we moved from when we were down on broadway so we were down on broadway for about five years and then um, we 
basically the guy that bought the building was telling us that we could stay there and everything would be great and we're not going to raise the rent and then within a month he was like i'm doubling the rent oh man it was it was was a fun place it was great you know it was an old house but it was oh yeah it it worked for what you were doing at the time i think yeah and at that point i was just like no i'm not gonna do that and um, there was this uh, business. I don't know if you remember Tiger Prop, which they they sold the yeah. business and they changed it. It's, I forget what the new um, new name of it is now. But Max, the owner of it, he was a good friend of mine, and uh, he invited us to basically come downtown. Um, and we had already put some stuff down there. Um, he had a pretty nice spot on Eighth and Main. And we were at the same time trying to do a deal with Savoy, um, Savoy Antiques yeah. down there on Chinden. And we were going to try to rent like half of their building. And, but then his wife got sick. And so we got, it was just kind of crazy. We got stuck having to move downtown when I thought it was going to go, um, you know, straight to, Ch- to Chinden. And all of a sudden he had to sell the building and oh man that, and max kind of let us go in there last minute in downtown which was great but it was just you know i know downtown sounds great but it was it felt hard to get people in we had a lot of new yeah. people get the stuff but i think they didn't understand what was going on in there because it was still yeah i mean real- i think again uh yeah i mean i think the place worked but just for in the capacity you were working with at the time you know yeah exactly and and i had originally thought i was like well maybe we could like have a location here downtown and move you know to chinden or you know whatever would happen with that and then once once the building was going through for sale for paul by that time i was like this downtown spot just is not working anyway like i'm just gonna move fully into to chinden once they made a deal with coiled wines who owns the building yeah and they were next enough to have us kind of rent out the the front spot so and then during that time um Luis the guy that that does the upholstery you know I just felt like man we need to get in the same spot because we send him so many people from yeah. you know not just our stuff but like people who ask about it oh you got it reupholstered or they buy something and they're like oh we want to get it reupholstered so exactly i just wanted to get in a spot with him and it was a pretty large spot compared to what i was used to and um so that was a little over two years maybe uh two years and a couple months ago when we finally moved down to chinden and nice so far it's been great we love oh yeah i mean you guys been you've been rocking down there yes um so uh so Here's a here's a question for you. What made you fall in love with mid-century design in the first place? Um, so my wife and I got pregnant. Um, man, I would say, um, so it was about eleven years ago, and then during the time we were living in a pretty small nineteen thirties house. Um, I want to say I feel okay. like it was like seven hundred and sixteen square feet, and it was fine for what oh, it was, yeah. but. We were like, uh, yeah, now we you know we need a bigger house. So um, we yeah. started looking, and we didn't know the term mid-century. We didn't know like that's what we were looking for. But as we were looking, 
we were like, oh, we want like the low roof line, you know, the brick. Like, yeah, there was a lot of things. Um, one of the things that actually that we liked a lot was um, the pink bathroom in our house. Once we found it, like we just fell in love with our oh, house. Yeah, that's nice. kind of where it started. Yeah, we were just like, you know, it's not we don't have like this amazing you know house, but that it definitely was the the house that kind of brought us into it and then all our other furniture were like this doesn't work in here and then so i started actually <laughs> you know we would stop by like estate sales and stuff and find cool mid-century furniture which even at that time we still didn't know that that's what it's called but it's like oh this is what works in here yep and, um and then it just kind of became an obsession really quick <laughs> to be honest about, about 11 years ago so yeah so still so you're like shoot i'm a mid-century enthusiast let's uh let's see where this life path takes me yeah yeah exactly so uh so do you have a favorite piece of furniture whether that's you know mid-century or you know mid-century modern um a favorite piece of furniture you know i have like there's a few pieces that i like i would say my a lot of the furniture i like is palma cob furniture i've got a few pieces oh yeah um but i would say probably my favorite piece in my house isn't actually furniture it's a sculpture that i have on the wall it's a it's by tony melindy which there's not a lot of his sculptures out there but he did some really cool stuff and this is actually one of my like even for his work it's kind of one of my favorite pieces i've seen but he uh there's kind of fun history behind it behind him um he okay. he didn't mass produce like a lot of you know like curtis Gere or whatever like he literally would just do his own you know and there was a lot of yep. sculpt like harry bertoya did that too um but uh anyways this piece it was kind of funny like looking him up he did a lot of like design for star trek like the original series. oh really yeah he did some crazy when the stuff. show was running what's that when the show was running yeah 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 he he was in fact i looked online somewhere and i don't know if this is true so maybe i shouldn't say it but it was like his daughter was like Go for it it was saying that like he helped design the actual ship <laughs> for Star Trek Enterprise. But I, I'm not sure. I know he did stuff for the show. Like there's, you know, stuff about that, but, um, but it's just, that's probably my favorite piece, but most everything, you know, that's awesome. a lot of stuff out. I mean, I probably, I probably had that for a couple of years now and who knows, I might one day be like, Hey, let's go to the shop and, you know, find something else. But that's kind of, yeah my favorite piece right now nice so uh i've got to know this too um you've sat in a heck of a lot of mid-century chairs um do you have uh do you have a, a personal favorite as far as chairs go mm. yeah there's there's um i don't know i mean i like the womb. <laughs> uh, the womb chair that's a great one chair. yeah we have a chair right now that's actually crazy comfortable i'm not putting a plug out to try to sell it but we have <laughs> it's called the karate chair it's out of france and it's like this leather you, you just kind of sink into it it's this fiberglass chair but it's kind of almost wrapped in it a little bit 
I think that one. Is it the one that's uh, it's it's white fiberglass white with fiberglass. Uh, black leather? Yeah. Did you sit in that one? I did. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, mean, like, I was like, what the heck? I've never seen this. <laughs> that one is cool. Also, uh, the Papa Bear chair you've got in there right now. Yeah. I'm gonna plug yeah. your store really quick. Yeah. Some real anyone looking for chairs right now? He's got like three to four that are super awesome. So jump down there. <laughs> Thanks for the plug. Thanks for the plug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so ha- besides that, have you had any experiences kind of in the mid-century world that made you just really kind of take a step back and just say, like, wow? Um, yes. There's, I've got a couple of them. Uh, like, and I kind of tell a lot of people these stories. It was, it was kind of crazy, especially people out there, you know, picking and trying to find stuff. You know, we we don't find as much. It's I, it's a lot harder to find mid-century, you know, furniture going to um, thrift stores or anything like that anymore. But at Craig, oh, yeah. Craigslist, like you still find it, you know. But most people kind of know what it is. It's just it's kind of different than it was when we started, you know, seven years ago. Um, but I remember um, one time it was actually on Craigslist, and it was in. It was either Cascade or McCall, and my father-in-law was up there, and they had it list a uh, chair listed under um, IKEA game chair, and I okay. only wanted fifty bucks. And I'm like, oh, that looks like an egg chair, and uh, and I remember I was like, hey, if you could get it for me, and you know, next time you're back in town, which, um, and so I wasn't even sure if he was gonna go get it or you know what was going on with it, but I gave him the information, and if it worked out. Well, he shows up at my house two weeks later. My father-in-law does. Um, in the back of his truck, he's got this chair. And it was pretty crazy because I t- I was pulling it to get it out, you know, thinking it was a knockoff. I knew it wasn't Ikea because yeah. they would knock that chair off. But anyways, I see the Fritz Hansen stickers underneath, you know. And I'd, I don't think at that point I'd ever seen a real one. You know, I'd seen some pretty cool yeah. stuff. But I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like. <laughs> I just got a real egg chair, you know. Yeah, it was just like you know, it was it was just a pretty crazy moment, <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I don't know if you can top that. Do you have? You said you had a, another story though. Did you? Can you top that? Well, it's pretty much it's pretty much up there. Uh, I went to you know the there, there's an auction in Caldwell. I don't. I'm not sure if they still do, you know, the standing there, I think it's mostly online. Maybe they do it like once a month now, but they used to have a weekly, I think it was like on Thursdays auctions and they had, they, they had a lot of like antiques and farm, whatever. And the prices of furniture and what, and just vases and things. I didn't even know what they were. were so so high, but they had this like back junk room and it, ever been there they'll know what i'm talking about and they have tables <laughs> lined with stuff and you know things go for you know two dollars to five dollars mostly and they just it's just kind of a weird separate auction for more kind of just the ghetto stuff <laughs> to be honest with you yeah okay and so i go in there in this back room and they had 40 seal brown zenith which Zenith was kind of the first, uh, they were the first uh, producers of the Eames shells. 
Um, they had four. Uh-huh. They had forty. I believe it was forty. It, it might have been like thirty-five. But and they had them just sitting there in this back room. You know, the pretty rare color for an Eames shell, and that I ended up paying. Like nobody knew what they were at the time. <laughs> okay. Seventy five dollars for all forty of them, and it was just. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so that was that's kind of about up there. <laughs> like it was like, but but it was a lot harder, you know, knowing the other piece, you know, the chair. I wasn't like, oh, it's gonna be real. Like that wasn't even a thought in my head. But when it yeah. came to the actual Eam shells, I'm I had to wait for like three hours. Oh my gosh, does anybody know what these are? Oh my gosh, am I going to get these? Yeah. What's going on? You know, like, I was kind of just freaking out for three hours. Um, yeah, you're, you're sweating a little bit. I was sweat. I for sure was sweating. I was like, okay, there was a, <laughs> there's a pizza place right by there. I'm like, I need to go have a beer. Three beers, just like, okay, <laughs> okay. You know, and I run back and <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that's that, uh, that pretty fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Got to get lucky sometimes, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but those have both been years, you know. So I mean, I still come across yeah. good deals sometimes, but not like those. Yep, I hear ya. Yeah. Um. So, uh, so who is on your top musical playlist at the moment? Uh, I would say. The Strumbellas. I don't, I don't know if you know who they are. They, anyways, it's fun. Like my kids. Yeah, yeah. They're, I, I like them a lot. Um, I wouldn't say they're my... There's some bands that I listen to all the time, but that's kind of... Yeah, the ones you're, you're jamming on at the moment. <laughs> Quite a few times. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Any favorite songs by them? Um... You know, right now I cool. like Salvation probably. Just that's kind of a song, but it's you know it's fun and happy, and my kids love it. So I don't know. Like that's just a huge plus when my kids. Oh like yeah. The music I like. Everyone's on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome, Sean. Thank yeah. you. Uh, thank you for being on the podcast tonight. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was yeah, fun. definitely. Was well, uh, we will uh, catch you next time on Next Up. Okay, thanks so much. Okay.